You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is The Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that and like you right now. So be encouraged and let your light shine. Were they, oh, were they at the, uh, we went to the, they came at the listen, Cavaliers. I just by nature, I want to say we went to the Gundarina. Not correct. <laughs> it's now Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Jacob's. Field? But, what yeah. is that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that one's Progressive Field. I know that one. I've been oh, yeah. Used to be Jacobs at one now, but, point. Oh, yeah. yeah. We got to train ourselves to yeah. say all sorts Tra- of yep. new things. That's right. <laughs> and 21 Pilots, they're coming to play Where at are they Rocket Mortgage. Oh, really? Right yeah. There. Do you like I, I haven't been to many concerts. Oh, me neither. You just wear their shirts? I really like 21 Pilots. Their new album was really good. I don't go to concerts either, but... When people go to concerts, sometimes they get stuff for me. Like I have a Bon Iver shirt. Never saw him. Never, yeah. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't either. <laughs> Stop. Oh, gosh. All right. And I don't feel so bad. <laughs> so, What do I have to say to you for you to know what I'm talking about? What band would be appropriate? Journey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like Journey. Journey's good. <laughs> There's like, okay, all right. Let's see. Bands. Wait, are they all dead? No. Journey's oh. not. I think like every they single found member a Steve Perry lookalike or sound alike, and they're still playing at little yeah. gigs, I think. That's kind of what they did with the Grateful Dead. They brought John Mayer in. Yeah. And he's been playing. I need that one. That's wild. <laughs> Fine. Journey. Yeah, Journey. Gotta love Journey. <laughs> Mark and I play. We listen to 80s music on the radio, and we play this game like, who is it? Oh, and so sometimes you- I know it. I'm like, I don't even know why I know that. My dad and I used to play that game. I know most 80s music. I like- Jaden, th- my kids I like do too. older music mostly more than most of now's music. Yeah. I don't like a lot of current music. The 80s is the best. I, I, my dad used to do that. Who is this in the car? Sometimes I'm like, I need, always... I need multiple choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll get it with multiple yeah. choice. But I sometimes I pull things like Flock of Seagulls. Like, why in the world? They were mm-hmm. like a one-hit wonder, I think. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how I know that. But <laughs> I was right. I never got him right. He listens to Yes. That did grow know. on me. Yes is good. <laughs> Are you a singer? Because um, you were in the plays. Yeah. I, I, in the musicals. I, I was I was a singer. I think I was pretty good, too, back in the day. It's um, not that far away yeah, back in the day. Yeah, so like my senior year, like two years ago. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, I was the Hunchback of Notre Dame our senior year, and that's, like, a the really, s- really hard sh- hard show. The star of the show. And there's, like, some really hard stuff that they had me do. And st- <gasps> sing like, a clip. No, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> I'm not going to sing it. Too early. <laughs> oh. I'm not getting oh. ready to sing it. Oh, really? Oh, maybe he changed his mind. <laughs> he took a drink. I no, thought he was going to give us just, just a line. No, it's too early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Because I remember you being in the musicals and you tried out for... I never, I never really did theater much shows. until like, until my senior year, really. Like, I, I was just like supporting pieces and like that kind of thing. I always like enjoyed acting, but then like I got the chance to like act and sing. And The Hunchback of Notre Dame is a really like complex character. It's a metaphor for disabilities and, and like everything that's like looked down on in society. And I got to portray that and... It was really neat. What happens at the end? At the end, so in the musical, 
Not in the movie. The movie's completely different. At the end of the musical, everyone dies except Phoebus, who's like just some captain dude that shows up throughout the show, and he's a pretty big piece. But so um, Esmeralda dies in order. Um, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Esmeralda (laughs) dies. That's the girl that Quasimodo falls in love with. Esmeralda dies. The guy that's been taking care of him his entire life, he gets mad at. He's like the, the priest. He runs the show. He thinks he's the top dog. He thinks he, he basically has a god complex. He thinks that he's amazing because he's priest. And he takes Quasimodo in and like trains him to be his pet, basically. And then Quasimodo kind of like realizes that throughout the show. He sees that Esmeralda's, Esmeralda's dead. He kills Frollo. And then, like, basically lays there and dies next to Esmeralda. And then they find his body in the crypts, like, years and years later. It's and that's, a tragedy. That, it is a tragedy. And, and then the only person alive is Phoebus. It's like, who, like, mess. actually Esmeralda's in love with. So there's a love triangle in there. And it's a really good show. It's really underrated. There's not a lot of places that ever do it because it's a really complex show. And it's a tragedy. And not a lot of people like tragedies. And when you can do stuff like Mamma Mia, like you're not going to do stuff like Oh my gosh, like, that was so fun. That was the best it, musical. Yeah. But then again, high like, school musical I saw ever. Like Les Mis is a tragedy and like that's That like, was amazing Everyone too. loves Les Mis. Shout out to Mr. Babel from Crestview. Crestview Performing Arts <clears throat> program is amazing. Yeah. He lives for that. He's a really cool guy. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for Mr. Babel. That's his purpose. Like that's he he's really big into that stuff and like he puts everything he has into the music program at Crestview and the arts and he really values it and um, he's getting his PhD in music education and just because he wants to do better and he wants to Wow. You know. One thing that I thought was interesting when my boys were there is he works with the athletes. Mm-hmm. The football team was in Corral and the soccer team and they are amazing. Usually athletes are like, I'm not going to do that. I'm too cool for that. But they're all in corral and in the musicals and they're mm-hmm. they're amazing. Yeah. He tries really hard around people all over. Would you ever want to do that in college? So I was originally going to go to Ohio University instead of YSU. So what happened was COVID started and then I was basically told like, we're not having people come on campus unless if you're like a nursing major. So I was like, I'm not paying that much money to go Live at home. Yeah. (laughs) Live at home and take (laughs) take classes online and maybe go to campus. So it wasn't worth it and I just decided to go to YSU. But like when I was going to Ohio University, I was all set up to be in the choir, the drama program. Like I was ready to do all these clubs and activities. It was kind of a spur of the moment thing. Like it was like late July that I decided I was going to YSU. So I didn't sign up for any clubs. I didn't do anything. I was like, I'm going to commute. So I'm not going to want to do a bunch of stuff on campus. That's what happened. So I'm not really involved in a whole lot at YSU. I kind of wish I had... And that's another thing. COVID like pretty much put a stop to almost all things musical mm-hmm. theater. Another thing that I think if that stuff was going on like immediately after high school, then I would have done something else, but I didn't. Well, I'm going to encourage you when it does come back to get involved because you're very talented. In, in, uh, I think in May, they're actually uh, Youngstown Playhouse is holding auditions again for Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh. So Mr. Babel sent me a thing like, oh. you, you should go do this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe. In May's like, that's a really good time to actually start something else. So I don't I know. I love that. That's a lot of time. That's cool. Yeah. Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. It's Barrett. It's Carrot. Why do we always... <laughs> it's ca- cat hot. It's... It's Carrot. And we're here with Jared. Oh, come on. <laughs> Welcome, Jared. Hi. Jared's one of our young adults that have been on our podcast, so we're really excited <clears throat> about 
having you here today. Thanks for agreeing to get up early on finals week and come oh into my the gosh, studio. Is that what it is? Yeah, I have a final tomorrow at 8 a.m. It's a big one. Jared. He could be studying, but he's spending time oh, with so us nice. this morning. I probably wouldn't study anymore. <laughs> I've studied a lot this week. Yeah, I'm I'm I don't know it now. I'm yeah. not going to know it. We're done. Jared was born at the Salem Community Hospital and raised in Columbiana all his life. He graduated from Crestview High School in 2020, just in time for COVID to hit. <laughs> he was planning on going to Ohio University, but instead decided to go to YSU, and he's studying computer science with a minor in math. Oh, What's your test you have? Linear algebra and matrix theory. Oh. He is a sandwich engineer. <laughs> Did I write that? <laughs> no. Oh. I was like, that was not me. <laughs> At Subway. What do yep. they call them? Sandwich artists. Thank oh, you. Oh, okay. He's yep. a sandwich artist. At Subway. You're yeah. also a manager there. I am. Yeah, I like write the schedules, do the orders. Yes. I do everything. He's in charge. So if wow, you go to Jared. Subway in Columbiana, he's a software engineering intern at ACME General Corp. Acme? Acme General Corp. That's right. What are you doing there? The, I'm building software. Right now, they just have me like training and like doing stuff, but eventually I'm going to be like building server side on their websites. And so they're a. Uh, National defense contractor, so they work with the military. Wow. Um, they're like a lot smaller than like the Lockheed Martins or like these large corporations that do a lot of that stuff. So they, they're a lot more personable than like those big companies, which is why the military likes going to, to them for like some niche things that mm-hmm. they need. They're just now starting. They're actually based in New York. They got a really good deal with the government here in uh, Youngstown with uh, Tim Ryan. He mm-hmm. gave them a ton of money to, to like kind of branch into Youngstown. They're starting the software engineering branch and they're taking on a couple interns. They hired on a full stack developer and they're just training people up and then hopefully keeping them within the company. It's a really good opportunity. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. I didn't know about any of that. Yeah, I mean, that's all within like the last- stay in town, Kate. That's like the last like three months that that happened. So it's pretty recent. Kate wants our young people to stay. Yeah, I would like to stay because I I really like Columbiana. I've always liked Columbiana. And I think that like- as someone in, in the STEM industry, there's not a lot here. Mm. And I think that that's something that needs to be changed. Mm. And I don't think that that will change if I leave. Like STEM majors need to stay for things that come to the area. We need to find things. We need to make things. Amen. So. Yes. So are you hoping a really kind of long term yeah. with Acme? Like- yeah. That's what they want. And that's what I'm excited to mm-hmm. do. If I'm in with a company, like, that's that's what I want. If they like me, then great. <laughs> nice. You've been happy so far? Yeah. I mean, th- we're going to start af- after Christmas, after New Year's, um, like, actually, like, sitting in on client meetings and, like, watching software be developed, like, from its birth. You know, a, a client will say something like, hey, this is what I want, and we have to kind of be like, well, you know, that's not really possible, and, like, kind of talk them down or, like... <laughs> yeah, or, like, I'm get- on the other side of that yeah. table, because we are looking for new software right now for at work, and, you know, they promise the world and then you're like (laughs) yeah so like you know talking them down is like there's a piece of honesty to that you know we really can't do that we really can't give you what you want we want it to be like amazon but like yeah yeah like we can as a developer like what you can do what you know what your limits are and you're always learning like that's the that's the thing i love about it is that you're never not learning like i always want to learn i really like schooling i really like learning so that's why i like doing it so you're always pushing your limits. You're always pushing what you can do, and you're always being able to do more things. There's always a new technology for you, for you to learn, like new algorithms, new new uh, technologies. What I love about this as believers, the Holy Spirit knows all of this mm-hmm. already, and 
Like you can tap into that and unlock things that we might not even know exist right now. You know, being in being the image of God, like we we have these creative tendencies, like we want to create. Yeah. We want to be creators. I feel like that's my calling. Like I want to be a creator. I want to do things. He is that's creative. So he has so many hobbies. He's always reading, watching, playing video games, and learning new programming technologies. When he has free time, which he doesn't have a lot of, he dabbles in music and acting. <laughs> he was the star of The Hunchback of Notre Dame at Crestview. That's right. His senior year. Oh, he's also a soccer player. Are you playing put your cleats away? Yeah, the cleats are in the closet. But he was a good (laughs) soccer player, and he's been at the Upper Room for two and a half years. He does our... Overhead? He does the words, so we can all sing along. That's a very important job. (laughs) Sometimes I do the words. Sometimes I... (laughs) Jared, you do the words every week. (laughs) So, well, sometimes I like... You don't want to claim it when the thing's not working? Yeah, that's mostly it. Mostly just doesn't work, but he, sometimes like I'll just amazing. zone off, go somewhere, and then I don't do the words anymore. <laughs> he does a great job. He is the son of Marsha and Jeff Kalina. Jeff was on here a couple of weeks ago. He loves his family, his girlfriend, Kendall, his cat, Mr. T, and he loves God. It's great to have <laughs> you here today. Wait, tell me about Mr. T. Uh, we thought he was a girl. Oh, when we first got him, so I, Mrs. I, I really liked. Well, I really named the name uh, like Hestia, like the Greek goddess. So, like we called her Tia. Aww. Then, like we took her to the vet. It's a dude. It's, it's not, not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, we gotta change your name. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. So we named it. So T is what we call him. So it's Mister T. Um, is he an angry cat now? No, um, well, I mean, he's a cat, so. Sometimes. But not offended that you no, called him hasty he, all of I mean, life. he cuddles. You know, Aww. he's everything you want a cat to be. Like, he'll play and he'll get, like, he'll attack the Christmas tree. And, yes. You know, That's and, a great But he'll cat. cuddle, too. So Love those cuddling cats. Yeah. So tell us, Jared, who or what turned your light on? So I've been thinking about this throughout the week. My light switch has been, like, flicked on and off throughout my life. I was always in the Nazarene church when I was younger. Like, I was born and raised through there. I met a lot of really great people. And I did upward basketball as younger. And then, like, that's when I gave my life to Jesus. But, like, it didn't really click. So I can say that I gave my life to Jesus at that point. But I feel like that's not really when it started making sense to me. My junior year rolled around. I went to – well, it was between my junior and my senior year. I went to – I went to Buckeye Boys State. And then after that, I went to what's called NYC, Nazarene Youth Conference. There's thousands of kids from all over the United States and a bunch of other countries that come to this conference. It's every four years and they change this location each time. Ours was in Arizona. So it's Arizona in July. Oh, it boy. It doesn't get much hotter than that. <laughs> I feel like Who you plans were in these things? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I wouldn't have had it. It was We got to do some really cool stuff there. And like, we went to a water park too. And it, so, it, okay, <laughs> I'll back up, up a little bit. I'll back up a little bit. <laughs> So you have a whole week and every single day you have like different speakers coming in and like saying all this stuff. We're doing service projects all over Phoenix. So like giving water to the homeless. We're making shoes for the homeless because that's like gold to them. Because in Phoenix, if you don't have shoes, you can't walk around. So like seeing the feet of some of these people was just like, you take so much for granted, like shoes, Mm -hmm. like come on. People will steal the shoes off of each other's feet there because there's not anything more important. If you want food, you have to have shoes to walk where you need to go. So yeah, we made shoes for the homeless. Like we did a a bunch of these projects. So it was an eye-opening experience for me, like, you know, worshiping in a crowd with 8,000 other people. I don't remember the exact number, but thousands of other people and big, like King and Country was there. Freaking Country was there. I I can't remember some of the other people's names, but like that was a big moment for me. And it kind of like turned the light switch back on, I guess (laughs) is what I'm saying. And then 
like because of how busy that that summer was, I think it just kind of like got flicked off again. I didn't really start reading my Bible again. I didn't really get excited about anything like I did for that week. But then like it's kind of like the revival effect, I guess. Mm -hmm. Like you have that thing go on and then it's just kind of it's dark again. So then another year and a half roll around and then Jacob (laughs) wants to do Jesus Club. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. I always say yes. That's another thing about me. Like I, I never will say no to something like that. So then I go to that. Some people that I've this huge group of guys that like I've always respected, you know, Jace, Landon, Nathaniel. I, I don't know if you know Nathaniel. Some of these guys that like I've always been close with, but we've never really talked about Jesus. We've never really discussed that sort of thing or religious things. And Jacob framed it in a way that it's not about rules. It's about relationships. And like that was a way of framing it that really clicked for me. And then, you know, we dug into the scripture I think that Chris's sermons have also really helped me. I've gotten a lot from the upper room. It's all positive. It's always like moving forward. It's not Mm -hmm. complaining about the way the world is and the way that things should be. It's Mm -hmm. just how can we do better as Christians? And looking at it that way, because I think my problem's always been, I don't think I'm a bad person, so why do I need Jesus? Because why would I need Jesus if if I'm not a bad person? Like, that's who Jesus is for. Like, he's for sinners. (laughs) I'm not a sinner. (laughs) Like, I I mean, maybe that's not my mentality, but because I know I'm a sinner. Like, I know I make mistakes. Like, you know, at the time, you don't think about those things like that. But then you think about like, it doesn't matter. That's what it's for. You know, it's for it's for both of those things. And God's vision for humanity is a broken society that mm-hmm. is not broken and is a happy society. It's a great society. It's so, Isaiah 58. Yeah. <laughs> which we are actually listening to and is part of Sunday school this week. The idea that the followers of Jesus come in and the city is blessed and thrives and you have good and happy places because we've been there and people are changed. And then the people who have been changed transform the city too. Sorry, I'm no, agreeing with you. I was just ranting, so it's... No, I like yeah, your rant. I'm just agreeing. Rambling. Like, you know, that's God's vision. I love your idea because I've been talking to Chris about this, that it's so easy to get caught up in the junk look at what's happening to our society and look at what's been done to us and look at COVID and look how everything's a wreck. But I really do think the call or God's call now is the Isaiah 58. He's calling us up and like you were saying, to progress. The idea is to move forward and we've got things to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, you know, you saying those things and it's making me think of as someone in the field of STEM, like what can I do in Columbiana County to make yes. this place better? I think that's a huge area that can be, be improved. Yes. Love it. That's it. So, so yeah. So when was my light switch turned on was the question. So I think that again, like been flicked on and off, but I think most recently like Chris and Jacob and you know, th- this is like one time in my life that I'm actually like opening up my Bible, maybe not daily basis, but definitely a weekly basis, like mm-hmm. in, in digging into the word and understanding everything a little bit better because I've been raised in the church my entire life. All these things, like everything's familiar and everything like I don't have to, ooh, what's he talking about there? Like, I know the stories. I know those things. Mm -hmm. It's just contextualizing it all together. And you're at that (laughs) precipice age where a lot of young people who were raised in the church fall away. And they say, I don't want anything to do with this religion. You know, list of rules. And if you're in an environment where they're... It's not accepting or they're teaching something that's different than our faith. It's hard to stay the course. So it's important and it's great when you have people your age or that you can turn to and to get you through that time when college is maybe bombarding you with or the culture is bombarding you with messages that are contradictory to our faith. (laughs) I think, I don't know if this is going to make sense, but it's almost the opposite for me. Like 
my entire life, you know, I say that the light switch has been flicked on and off, but like, was it ever really on? <laughs> like, so maybe this is the first time in my life that like, I'm really kind of making that decision. Like mm -hmm. I'm really flipping over. I'm really turning on the light switch. It's not the light switch has been on and then the light switch normally goes off for people my age. I think it's kind of the opposite. Like it's always been off and now it's on. Mm. Well, I think it's easy to confuse that because if you grow up in the church or if you grow up in yeah. religion, it always looks like it's on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. people play the parts. And mm -hmm. I like that there's the difference in analogy there where maybe it was just always off and yeah. now it's on. So tell us, Jared, what lights you up? There's a lot that lights me up. I have a lot of hobbies, I, you, like you said. And software engineering is kind of one big hobby that I'm going to get paid for and have a degree in and... <laughs> It has to be a hobby. It has to be something that lights you up because, you know, you're constantly learning. And if you get burnt out, then you're just going to get stuck. You're not going to be able to develop software correctly. And so like that, that lights me up, not because it has to light me up, but I get really excited about it. And my girlfriend gets so like, you geek stop. out. <laughs> like, just stop, Jared. <laughs> She's going to listen to this. She's super excited to hear this. So. <laughs> oh, but I love that though. Cause I think there's stuff in us that makes us really excited and not everyone understands cause they don't yeah. have that well, same she, thing. Uh, That's okay. She is becoming, her aunt is a court reporter. Stenography is what she's doing. So she's going to school for that. My thing is very like specialized skill set. And but what she does is like watching her on that little uh, mm -mm. machine thing and like typing so fast. And you don't even know what, there, there's not even <laughs> all the letters on the right alphabet now? on that thing. <laughs> so like specialized skills like that is just nuts. My brain can't even, it just doesn't wrap around that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. I think that like part of curriculum in schools should be like some sort of base software development. And which is happening like at Crestview, they have a, the STEM class and they code robots and that kind of thing on a really, really basic level. But I think that's good. I think it's that, an introduction. that should. Yeah, I think that students should have some sort of exposure to that at some point. Tell us more about your love for Columbiana. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's just great. I just there's everything here. It's a nice town. It's a small town, but it's a nice town. Like where you don't go to certain parts of the town. And you think me, that, that, I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm in danger. Get me out of here. <laughs> like I've never experienced it. Like I, when I was a kid, I would walk around town and have fun with my friends and ride bikes. And I didn't need to worry about anything. I never really worried as a kid. I want to raise my kids somewhere that I feel the same way. That's why I like it. Youngstown is 20 minutes, uh, 30 minutes north. And then you got Cleveland and Pittsburgh only an hour away. It's the perfect spot. I think it's a good spot. I can't really explain like why I love Columbiana so much. I just do. I think there's a lot to like. Sometimes young people have to go away. And then when they come back, they appreciate what they had when they were growing like, up. And I think that there's like two kinds of, maybe more. But people, they graduate high school and then they just kind of like get stuck. They're like, I'm here. I'm just in Columbia. And then there's other people who, you know, they graduate high school, they go to college and they're ready to leave. They want to get out, go somewhere else. And there's not enough people who graduate, get a degree in something that like can help the area and then stay. That doesn't really happen. Like why? Like why, why not stay? Yeah, we need you guys to stay and become leaders and mm -hmm. inventors and creators and all that good stuff. So tell us, how are you letting your light shine in this season? How am I letting my light shine? You think. I'll talk for a minute. Every single week, you probably don't know or see or maybe even think about it. But Jared's in the back running overhead for us, which is really giving and very kind. And he's letting his light shine 
But I think sometimes it's easy to overlook those types of roles where his light is shining because, you know, the words have to be up and someone has to run it. But um, (laughs) you do it faithfully every week and it makes a difference and it helps people to enter into worship and it serves the church in a really beautiful way. There's not a lot of acclaim or accolades to running overhead. And oftentimes you can't even see you because you're up high and back behind the thing. So no one knows you're there, but... I don't need to be seen. <laughs> I'm grateful for it. Thank you. All right. Now I got it really close this past week. Like I was like. Oh, no. What yeah, happened? No, the countdown, I mean, the just, countdown just, was yeah, on. The countdown was like <laughs> sub five minutes. And I was like, my mom texted me, are you coming? And I was like, yeah, I'm coming. I just <laughs> laid in bed a little too long. But yeah. So letting my light shine. I think that the biggest way I let my light shine is uh, with my friends. None of my friends like really are believers. I have one friend who really is like, religion is dumb. He doesn't get it. And I also work with all my friends. Like I got all my friends to work at Subway with me. Not <laughs> not all of them. I have like four friends that work there with me. And just trying to be the light and fast food sucks. Like anyone who works fast food will tell you it sucks. Because of the people or just how- everything. Like you're expected a lot out of you. The goal of any manager, even like what I'm told my goal is all the time writing a schedule is just make labor as small as possible, which makes it really hard on the workers because like at times you'll make it too small and then people just get like overrun with customers. And it's just, it sounds like really petty complaints, but it sucks really bad. It, it makes matters. those eight hour shifts suck really bad. Yeah. And then you, uh, so you have like all that going on and then you have one bad customer a day and your days are ruined. So like. Being a light in those, like, even, like, you know, if you're having a bad day, like, anything like that, just keeping positive and just trying to pick people up, like, when they seem like they're down. You know, you have a bad day and then you go to work and then, like, all this stuff is going on with bad customers and you're super busy and you don't have time to, like, breathe. And Subway, most of all, because you're in front of the customer the entire time. But, like, I can't just only complain. Being a light in those scenarios, like just like smiling, just being positive makes a really big difference and then, it, like, makes people notice. Why are you why are you happy right now, Jerry? <laughs> why are you smiling? <laughs> Public service announcement for listeners out there. Be kind to the people making your food and in the service industry cuz service like, industry. Really, it you don't need takes... to be a jerk. Be nice. It's so interesting how people have that effect on people. Mm-hmm. It's easy to affect someone's day negatively. Yeah. And I like that you're trying to do the opposite. It's weird because that's just something weird about the human nature because like people can give you compliments or tell you you're doing a good job or leave a tip and then like you smile, that makes you feel good. But then one person tells you that you're doing a bad job and speaks negatively of you and that's all you think about for the rest of the day. That's the only thing that sits in your brain. Like that's just strange about the human nature, I guess. Uh, Yeah. What is that fact that you have to speak how many good things into someone to like overrule one bad thing? It's like five or nine or something. It's (laughs) Some odd number. It's a lot more than one-on-one. Right. It's not one-on-one. The idea that like you really have to overdo encouragement and life in people to make up for the negative stuff. You're right. Science will say that the negative has much more of an effect. We have to overdo the positive because it takes that much more. This is our public service announcement. What can people do to make the service industry people's jobs easier or make their day? I don't know. Just those people are people too. Like just show respect. 
we might be dumb sometimes. We might <laughs> be dumb <laughs> young college high school kids that don't understand what you want or understand how your day's going either. But like, I said light mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's always show respect. But like, again, there's so many nice people. There's so many nice customers. It's not a majority of people at it by any means. It's not even, it's barely a minority of people. It's just a couple of days. They sting. Mm -hmm. Jared, have there been any supernatural experiences that you've had or anything unique or interesting that you've experienced? Yeah, I wouldn't quite say supernatural. Just recently, like, it's just you know, like halfway. Yeah, halfway. Okay. Like digging into the scripture, you know, everything's kind of clicking together for me. So I love that. You know, at the same time, like, stuff Jacob was talking about and stuff that Chris was talking about the sermons. And then at that point I was going to Sunday school, which is something I've kind of done a little less, but would like to oh, get we back into. You. you know, everything was just coming together nicely and it was all like piecing together and oh, don't you I was love making that? sense. Yeah, absolutely. And then like the stuff I was reading, it just was all clicking. And then, you know, you ask for a little bit more. Like I asked Chris, I want to understand the Trinity. I want to understand these like harder to understand concepts. What should I do? And then he gives me some stuff to read and I read it and clicks and you know, some of the stuff that's finally making sense to me or like I'm ma or I'm making sense out of it. All of it's happening at one time. And I don't know if it's because I'm looking for it or I don't know if I necessarily call that supernatural. It's in us. Like we, we know how to do that stuff. God oh, puts it there. So yeah. like, yeah, it's supernatural. I would totally agree that that's supernatural. And I feel like I've had that happen where it seems like in every different area, it all ends up focusing into one specific place or they're all talking about the same thing. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes I do feel like God lines it up for us. Yeah. Like he just brings it all together. There's like kind of two trains of thought. People think that there's big watershed moments like that define your life and like key things that if those things didn't happen, then your life completely would change. Like mm -hmm. one day. Does that really change your whole life in one day? Or else there's, it's in the little moments. Like life happens in the little moments and yeah. it's constantly that life is happening. Which person are you? I think it's little moments. I think that it like kind of builds. Maybe the key moments define those little moments. I think that, I really think it's little moments. So your experience so far has been God showing up in the little things. Yeah. Well, Jared, it's been so fun having you on our show. Thanks for coming, and we appreciate your service that you do at the we church. Do, Jared. Thank you for Thank you. faithfully serving and being involved. Yeah, for real. Well, it's been great, and we're great, really glad that you're here at the Upper Room, and we're super glad that you're in Columbiana and that you love it here, because we need shining bright lights like you to stay, and we're excited about that. Thanks for coming on our show today. Yeah, sure. thank you, Jared. Thanks. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye! Bye.